is the Osmo lineup building show revamped though. It's it's a little bit different from what we were doing before. We're trying something out uh, a little bit, kind of kind of in the same vein, uh, except it's going to be looking at the top stacks tool. So what Gundacker and I are going to be doing is we're going to be looking at some of the top overall leverage stacks in the top stacks. So we're going to look at some of the popular options, some of the more contrarian options on FanDuel and DraftKings. We're going to use the lineup builder over on Awesome to try to make some lineups that we think are going to be good, profitable lineups for GPPs. Also importantly, today's show is sponsored by Jock Market. If you guys are new to Jock Market, you could download the Jock Market app. Making your first deposit using the promo code Awesome will get you up to a $50 bonus on your first deposit. So, Gundacker, first of all, just kind of general thoughts about this slate. How are you feeling about it? Year? Yeah, Halloween football, man. It should be, uh, should be spooky. There's a couple of really, really lopsided spreads that uh, feature high-octane offenses, and you have to worry if for some reason in the second half they decide to stop throwing the football. But most of these teams I trust to, uh, to air it out for three or four touchdowns, so I'll still stack them with – Somewhat confidence, but I do wish we had some more uh, projected, you know, two-way shootouts than than uh, than one-sided onslaughts. And one thing I'll say about it is this: for cash games, that's certainly a concern, right? Where it's a thing where if you're playing, if you're playing cash games, and you're like, I don't know how much I want to load up on the Rams because there's potentially beat the Houston Texans by a million points. I think that's a that's a reasonable concern. But for tournaments, I don't think the upside remains on remains any different. So I still think that we could expect the ceiling for the Rams to be pretty substantial, assuming that's who you're referring to. And I think that's where we could start this show also is looking uh, we're at the lineup builder in the top stacks tool, by the way, top stacks tool for NFL that is free to look at today, which is good. I don't know if we did that intentionally with the marketing team that we're starting a top stack show and we made the, uh, the top stacks tool to top top stacks tool free. I tend to think it was a coincidence, but uh, that aside, it does work out favorably for the show. And the number one overall leverage stack on both FanDuel and DraftKings by a pretty wide margin this week, is the Los Angeles Rams. So if you look over on DraftKings, we went with a 24.4% chance to be the top stack on the slate, which is 8.3% ownership going to Matthew Stafford. Over on FanDuel, basically the same kind of uh, same kind of numbers we're looking at. So I'm going to ask you, how do you like approaching the Rams from a GPP standpoint when there is such a wide spread? Yeah, I, 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 I was wondering why it's so high. I would assume Cooper Cup's price has something to do uh, with the ownership dragging down a little bit, but uh, I, I'm definitely targeting them as one of my uh, number one stacks. You get incredible floor and upside between uh, Cooper Cup and, and and Stafford. I think it gets a little bit trickier when you start reaching down uh, past those two, but still v- very viable options. I mean, last week we saw, you know, or last couple of weeks, I've seen five plus targets for for Robert Woods and, and Tyler Higby. So those are probably the, the first two guys I'll stretch out beyond uh, Cooper Cup, but I wouldn't forget Evan Jefferson. Even Daryl Henderson got six targets last week. So uh, maybe the rare quarterback running back uh, can bleed in in like 150. So there's definitely very viable ways to still attack this team. Uh, you just have to find uh, good ways to get around that cup salary. So let's start with this then. Let's start, Chris, let's start on DraftKings and pull up the lineup building tool. And we're going to start by putting in Matthew Stafford at the quarterback spot. And then Gundacker and I will look at some of his pass catching options. Also, I'm going to be looking at the boom bust tool while I go along with this. And we kind of get a general sense for, all right, who are some of the pass catchers on the Rams that maybe look either like highly, highly likely to land in the optimal lineup or maybe looking a little bit under owned. And let's start by looking at Cooper Cup because he is expected to be the number one overall most rostered player on DraftKings this week. 
$9,000 salary, 22.2% uh, projected ownership, 16.8% chance to be in the optimal lineup. So there's a couple of things here that are, are, are at hand. And number one is obviously Cooper Cup is expensive, but we have him also being really popular. So do you think he is still the top target that we want to stack with Stafford? Or do we want to try to differentiate a little bit by maybe stacking Stafford with one or two of his other pass catchers? He's definitely number one. Like, there's no pushback on that. Ten plus targets at every every game is absolutely insane. It's uh, reminiscent of the the AB Steelers nine K uh, area. So he's still number one. Um, I, I maybe the touchdowns. If he has no touchdowns, you ask yourself, you know, what what could be avoidable, and it, you know, who gets those touchdowns instead. Um, but I would probably say it, all of my Ram stacks, at least eighty percent of them would feature. Uh, Cooper Cup and I would get a little creative on a few other ones but those would be like Robert Woods and Higby's uh, but easily easily Cooper Cup uh, is my primary uh, handcuff to Stafford yeah and I, I here's here's how I'm kind of purchased especially because I really lean on the on the number one top stack so but also the boom bust when I'm building my lineups I like the uh, obviously I'm going to have stacks of Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup the Rams are going to be my most stacked team this weekend but I think if you look at the boom bust, we currently do have Cooper Cup being a little bit over-owned on DraftKings, whereas guys like Robert Woods is looking under-owned. Robert Woods, 7.6% projected ownership, 9.3% chance to land the optimal lineup. Tyler Higby, 6.1% uh, projected ownership, 8.7% chance to land the optimal lineup. So I think we want to make a double stack here with Matthew Stafford. The question then becomes, do we want to go really contrarian and not include Cooper Cup? Or do we want to make it something where it's Cooper Cup and one of the lesser owned, uh, one of his lesser owned pass catchers for single entry? I kind of like the idea of going with Higby and Robert Woods, but we already have Cooper Cup in there. So I'm going to ask you in between Higby and Robert Woods, which of these projected to be under owned pass catchers do you think makes for a good secondary stack with Stafford? I would probably go Higby here, um, but it's, it's almost a coin flip for me. I like them both. Uh, Pretty pretty aggressively, but I, I, don't know, I guess I lean Higby here. I'm trying to look at uh, end zone stacks, so I guess Higby in a close coin flip. Okay, yeah, I don't have I don't have any issue with that. Once again, I think that any combination of the three, I think if I was to build a single entry lineup right now, it would be for me. I would be starting with Stafford, Woods, and Higby, and I think I'd be leaving Cooper Cup out of that. But right now, I think this is a good start we have to this particular stack. And now let's talk about runbacks. And I think we did get a relevant question here from Mark Smith in the YouTube chat, which he said, could we talk about correlating runbacks in your stacks and how necessary they are for GPPs? I don't have them in all of my lineups usually, except I do try to prioritize them. However, some of the spots where I don't is a spot like this, where the Rams might literally just run over the Houston Texans to the point where this is like a, a 35 to seven game. We don't get a lot of fantasy points back from the Texans side. So I think we could run back with Houston player, but I don't think it's absolutely necessary. It's something there was a point in time where I forced into my lineups. I don't really force as much any anymore now. And something else that I'll bring up is if you do look into our top stacks, when you try to figure out like, okay, who are the best plays from the Houston side to bring it back with? There's Brandon Cooks at 5,700 on DraftKings. But once again, he is looking a little bit over-owned. So I don't think it's necessary. And the other thing to consider is that there is nobody else from Houston that I like. But I'm going to ask you, is there somebody else from Houston that you would like in a run back? Or do you think it's okay to play the Rams without a run back option from Houston here? Yeah, I, I, I could run this uh, naked. Uh, seven pass catchers got targets last week for the for the Texans. They're, they're just 
way too bad and other than cooks way too um way too spread out for me to uh kind of hang my hat on on any of these uh houston options so yeah this would be a spot where i prefer to just trust the, the rams by themselves and uh not force a run back all right so this is the core of a stack we have right here it's going to be no run back and something that gundak and i've settled on it is matthew stafford cooper cup and taylor and uh and tyler higby I think that that is a, a good way to kind of start a tournament lineup. And then you fill it in with some of the other best value plays you like on the slate. Uh, but let's move over to FanDuel now as well. And we could build also a popular stack over there. Now, I don't really want to go back to the Rams again, because we have them once again as by far the top overall stack on FanDuel to look at. But is there another team that you want to build right now to, to make a stack around on FanDuel? Uh, I mean, I was privy to the uh, the Bengals. I know that was part of our poll here, so I didn't want to spoil the poll. Okay, well, we could let's go with one of the more popular options that we think are still a good stack to get to on Fanduel, and then we'll and then we'll let the audience decide which yeah. which uh, contrarian stack they want to get to. All right, uh, I guess what is it? Buff? I don't. I guess the uh, the Eagles are are the most popular stack. Is that what you're trying to go after? The the popular oh, stack. I'm, I'm not trying to okay so so i'll clarify by the way this is the first time we're doing the show together we're learning a little bit on the fly it doesn't have to be one that's just i want it to be a popular stack that we also want to get to this week so okay. I'll, I'll i'll put it this way one that i like is the buffalo bills gotcha. who are projected for a lot of ownership this weekend on FanDuel. we have josh allen projected for 16.9 percent ownership he is expected to be the most popular quarterback however we still have that being about appropriate ownership in terms of stacking odds. So we have Josh Allen, 16.9% ownership, 16.7% chance in our top stacks tool for the Buffalo Bills to be the top scoring stack on the slate. So I do look at there being better leverage on the Rams, but still the Bills are a team that we're going to want to be stacking. The Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts, we do have them being popular at 14% uh, projected ownership and 9.3% chance to be a top stack. So still one of the better top stack odds, but looking a little bit over-owned but I think we could build around the Buffalo Bills here with Josh Allen, who is one of the best fantasy quarterbacks in the league, is currently the betting favorite to win MVP. Uh, but who do you like stacking with this weekend on FanDuel, Gundacker? Yeah, so Stefan Diggs is the, the tried and true guy that I uh, uh, focus at first. And then uh, as I reach a little bit lower, uh, probably Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, uh, I feel like those are the obvious, uh, uh, that's the obvious triangle here, but those are, you know, st statistically the, the three guys I would gravitate towards. And if you look at uh, pulling up, up the uh, uh, FanDuel ownership, so while Cooper Cup is the most projected uh, owned wide receiver on DraftKings, we have Stefan Diggs as the most, per, as the, uh, as the highest owned wide receiver over on FanDuel. Stefan Diggs projected for 25.7% ownership. 20% chance to land in the optimal lineup, which once again, that does make him and Cooper Cup the two most likely wideouts to land in the optimal lineup as a wide receiver. So you like going to Stefan Diggs. Now, is there a second wide receiver that you like making a double stack with, with Josh Allen, or do you prefer just to go with uh, Stefan Diggs as the one option? Uh, I, I would probably like to double stack a team with, with this total. Um, I, with, uh, if, I, if I put the pressure on Diggs to be the target guy, I'm kind of leaning between Emmanuel Sanders and Dawson Knox to be the touchdown guy. Um, Sanders has four, da uh, Dawson Knox has five. So maybe I go Dawson Knox uh, to, uh, we, we did Higby, I guess, for, for the uh, the Rams there. So maybe I go Dawson Knox here, try to get him to clean up some drives in the end zone and, and uh, Stefan Diggs to get that 100 plus yard. So yeah, give me Diggs and Knox. 
All right. I could uh, certainly get behind that. And then on the other side of the game, it is going to be the Miami Dolphins who are in a little bit of flux in terms of their offense. I personally think Tua has played pretty well this year, but you know who apparently disagrees with me? The, the Miami Dolphins, who are <laughs> desperate to, to get Tua Tugabailoa oh, off the roster. They, every, every week he's in some kind of trade room. They're trying to trade him not, for Deshaun Watson. We don't even know if he's going to be able to play this week. But Knox, well, Knox is out. Let's, we should probably correct that. That's my fault. Um, let's just put uh, um, Sanders in there, I guess. Okay, and then I'll pull up. So uh, Emmanuel Sanders has a slightly positive leverage score for us. Over on over on FanDuel, we have uh, Cole Beasley projected to be a little bit over-owned, but a little bit under-owned, Emmanuel Sanders, 6,700. We have with 6.9% projected ownership share, 7.8% chance land in the optimal from the 8.9% boom rating. So at least per our boom bust tool, this would be the best secondary stack option with Josh Allen in there. Uh, but then on the other side of the game with the Miami Dolphins, I, I think two has played fairly well. I think their offense, when he's been healthy, has looked good. I don't. He can't. He can't totally help that he got hurt earlier in the year, but I think this is a better offense people are giving him credit for. Two has had some big fantasy games. So this is a team where I think we should have a run back in the Miami-Buffalo game, where I thought that was less necessary in the Texans side of the, of, of the Rams-Texans game. I think we should get a run back for Miami. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Um, hey, since, since we just opened up that tight end spot, what do you think about Mike Gusecki? <laughs> We could we could go to Mike Gusecki. I think uh, Jalen Waddle is another Jaylen one Waddell that makes sense because because Tua does nothing but throw short passes over to Jalen Waddle. He's more of a DraftKings friendly play to me than Fanduel just because of the full point PPR bonus. Uh, but looking at Mike Gusecki over on Fanduel, we do have him being slightly under owned, so I think that is reasonable. We've also got really low ownership on Jalen Waddle. I think you could even go uh, a four man stack here in terms of wideouts, and we go with. We, we go with Diggs, Sanders, Waddle, and Jazeki. Do you think it's a little bit of overkill, or is that sensible for you? No, I mean that that uh, game script wise makes a lot of sense. Dolphins going to have to play a lot of catch up. Uh, if you look at the uh, the spread here, and if you look at what happened in the first meeting, um, so I'm yeah, I'm 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 in on uh, full stack in the game here. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it with the game with this kind of total, and I think that's a, a game that once again on Fanduel makes a whole lot of sense. DraftKings maybe a little bit. Well, no, DraftKings still we have them as being underowned in our top stacks tool. But yeah, so I think the two teams that we want to get the most exposure to on DraftKings and FanDuel today from a stacking purpose are the Los Angeles Rams and the Buffalo Dolphins. Uh, the, the Los Angeles Rams against the Houston Texans, and then the Buffalo Bills going up against the Miami Dolphins. Those look like the two teams to focus our lineup builds around in tournaments. Now we're also going to hit on some contrarian plays. If you guys didn't see, we did have a a uh, poll up in the in the youtube chat and you guys answer that poll and then based on what you guys answer we'll make some contrarian stacks based off your answers to that poll so while you're answering that i'm going to go look at our nfl betting player props tool because even though there's not really a direct correlation in terms of hey if we're stacking this team we should also be betting on any any player props that are involved i do think it's worth noting that if you look over at our player props so which by the way is free to use over on awesome.com we have as our top quarterback bet Matthew Stafford over 297 and a half passing yards. We have him projected for 335.09 this week. So we have that bet winning the over passing yards from 77% of the time for 45% expected ROI. Is that a bet that makes sense to you this weekend? Yeah, that almost makes too much sense. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I, that's that's the way I'm looking at this also. One thing that's maybe a little bit of a concern is what is the game script going to look like? Because mm-hmm. as we know, the Rams are massive favorites against the Houston Texans. Will they, nece- will they necessarily have to throw the ball in the fourth quarter? Potentially not, but also keep in mind that we saw the same situation last weekend from the Rams, and we had a very similar projection for Matthew Stafford relative to his uh, prop odds where I don't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of Matthew Stafford had an over-under of 286 passing yards. We had him projected for like 320 against the Detroit Lions. And at first I was a little scared of the number because something like, oh, they're not going to have to throw the ball that much in the, in the second half. Then you remember, you know, it's NFL. Sometimes weird things happen and the game ended up being a lot more competitive than expected. Matthew Stafford ultimately ends up throwing for 334 yards in that game smashes the over on his passing yards it wasn't really particularly close and our projections expect something similar from again from him again this week if you look at his passing numbers for the year he's thrown for 2172 yards over the course of the first uh, seven games of the season so Matthew Stafford is on pace to hit the over on this more often than not just based on his yards per game and it's a favorable matchup so that is something I like to get to is the over uh, 297 and a half passing yards on Matthew Stafford. Once again, guys, player prop stool. That is all free over at awesomeo.com. You can always use Odd Shopper, which is a really good way to pull up all of the legal sports books in your area. And you could shop odds because why would you ever want to bet uh, minus 120 on a prop when you can bet the same one for minus 114? So go over to Odd Shopper and find all of the best lines and odds that are available in your area. And all right, did we have a, um, a final result on the poll? How do I pull this up? Uh, it looked like 40, the uh, yeah. Bengals were running away. All right. I hope I didn't Every, everybody, everybody <laughs> wants us to hit the Bengals. So Bengals, I, I wouldn't say everybody. 55% of people said Bengals. That is the majority. And we are a democracy here on uh, the awesome.com YouTube channel. Also, all the reason, guys, like this video, subscribe to the channel. And if you have any suggestions on the show, something you want us to see going forward, or if you say, hey, get Greg and Gundacker off the screen. We don't want to see them anymore. <laughs> you can tell us that too. But uh, like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and tell us if there's anything you want to see us do particularly on this show as we go and build some lineups for the top stack stool. But as of now, the people have demanded that we go out and make some lineups built around the Cincinnati Bengals. So let's pull up DraftKings on the lineup builder and the Cincinnati Bengals, who are projected to have one of the best leverage scores on the slate. And certainly for any lower-owned quarterback, we have them as the, as, as the best contrarian stack to get to. The Cincinnati Bengals this weekend against the New York Jets on DraftKings. We have them projected for 2.9% ownership in in Joe Burrow, whereas the stack has a 6.4% chance to be the top scoring team on the slate. So I do think this is one we want to be overweight to in tournaments, not to the same extent as, you know, the Rams or anything like that. But still, I think somewhere in the neighborhood of 10% exposure to Joe Burrow and the Bengals would make a lot of sense. But now, Gundak, I'm going to ask you, Jamar Chase, who's been ridiculous in his rookie season, having one of the best rookie wideout years we've ever seen, following up what I thought was going to be one of the best ones we've ever seen from Justin Jefferson last year. It was like, hey, there's no way that's going to get topped anytime soon. And uh, just a few months later, Jamar Chase topping it. Is he your favorite option to stack with Joe Burrow? Oh, yeah. Snap call. Chase is my favorite uh, handcuff here. Um, as I dig a little past him, it would be probably T. Higgins, too. Uh, and then uh, flip in between Boyd and Ozoma. Ozoma's been more of the, uh, the guy you can lean on for some touchdowns. But Higgins' uh, target volume is, is really, really high for people to go straight to Chase. So I like Higgins, Chase, uh, um, probably as my uh, – Ch- uh, Higgins as my 2A, and then Uzoma uh, is right behind Higgins. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at our, our top stacks, at least all the wide receivers, none of them are negatively leveraged. 
So whether you want to go to Jamar Chase, you want to go to Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, all of them look fairly favorable in the top stacks tool. And I don't have any issue with going multiple. You see right now in the lineup builder, we've got Chris's thrown in uh, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. I'm looking over to the left so I could see it on my screen, but also try not to mess up my audio because that's been a, an ongoing issue. So trying to make sure I'm still talking to the weird side of my microphone. Uh, but then on the other side with the Jets going up against the Bengals, do you think we need to get a run back situation from the Jets or is it something you want to stay away from where they got this guy, Mike White at quarterback, who's almost certainly an NPC? Um, yeah, I, I like, I want to look at like a Corey Davis or a Crowder. Like I would consider them, but yeah, I'm with you, man. I don't really trust, uh, uh, Mike White and I don't really like trust the Jets offense. So I wouldn't force it, but like, if I looked up in a, a Davis or a Crowder or something like that fell into a couple of my Bengal stacks, I wouldn't try to overcorrect. All right. I'm going to, so I'm going to pull up Mike. I'm just kind of curious, uh, Mike White. What do you what do you think we have projected as his uh, odds of landing the optimal lineup on DraftKings this week? And spoiler, it's a it's a low number. We're not looking at anything high yet. It is it is a low number. What what would you wager that number is if you haven't looked at it? I'm I as close to zero as possible. I, almost negative, but uh, I'll go with 03 percent. That's a very good guess because that is exactly what it is. But oh. it is very it is it is very rare that a player is projected for 0.5% ownership and is projected to be overowned by you know, I mean he's, he's he's expected to be like double what his ownership is supposed to be at 0.5%, which is you know not something that happens all that often because there's a lot of variance in football. And you think anybody who's 0.5% owned that's a quarterback, at least there's usually some logic to being able to get to him, but our projections don't see that in Mike White, who we have projected to score less than 10 fantasy points. And uh, once again, is projected for uh, just 0.3% chance of landing in the optimal lineup. So personally, I don't see any need to force a run back from the Jets in this game. I know that's something we had some people asking about earlier in the YouTube chat is when do we really want to get to run back stacks? And for me, it's going to be when can I find a player on the Albers other side of the game that I actually like and as decent odds to land the optimal lineup. I'm not going to go play somebody from the Jets just because I feel like I have to to get the correlation. When you go look at our at our at our uh, boom bust tool, I've got guys like hey Ty Johnson has a 0.7% chance to land the optimal lineup. Elijah Moore 0.1%. Keelan Cole 0.1%. Some people are bringing up Michael Carter. Yeah, if you had to go to somebody, I think he would be. Uh, at least somewhat of a sensible option, but he's actually picking up a little bit of ownership this week. He's projected for 6.3% ownership. So I don't really think there's a, a real burning need to get to any run back options from the Jets and who knows what Mike White is going to look like. Uh, so let's go over and close out real quick by making a contrarian stack over on FanDuel and uh, that will close out the the show for us. Is there a particular contrarian stack that you want to make on FanDuel Gundacker? I know we didn't put up a poll for this one. Um, I it's the Chargers are the last of the, or, or how about Tampa? Tampa has a little bit of leverage left on it, I and mean, that's kind of rare for a Brady team, right? Yeah, we could go to uh, we could go over to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've got Tom Brady only projected for seven point nine percent ownership this week on Fanduel, and it's one thing that's always hard for me when it comes to Tampa Bay is it's not that I think that Tom Brady doesn't have upside of the offense. It clearly does. I just never know exactly which wide receivers mm-hmm. to, to, to pair them with. Rob Gronkowski currently questionable to play. That's information we're going to need an update on as we get uh, later on into the week and, and closer to lock. 
Uh, but is there any one wide out or, or tight end here? By the way, Antonio Brown officially ruled out. So that does at least help us a little bit. But is there any one of his pass catchers that you feel confident this week is going to be the guy that Brady locks onto? I think it's Chris Godwin for me. Um, yeah, he would be my, my, my favorite handcuff here. Okay. And I think that's something else to consider with some of the Tampa Bay wide receivers is I'm going to pull up the uh, ownership for these guys. My general tendency is I just want to go to whichever is the, the lower owned of Godwin Nevins for this reason. I never know who it's going to be as the number one guy, but I don't think the field does either. So I think it kind of makes sense to just say, hey, I'm going to go with the lower owned of the two, which actually is Mike Evans this week. So, you know, maybe we could do this. How about Chris Godwin and Mike Evans together? And then we'll just find value elsewhere. It's, you know, we're midway through the NFL season. Even if guys are a ton of them aren't rolled out <laughs> as of now, they're going to be rolled out by Sunday. So let's get Chris Godwin and Mike Evans in there together. So now we've got uh, a, a lot of a lot of a lot of pay up options in here. But I think there are some guys we could potentially get to for salary savings over on New Orleans. Marquez Callaway, he's cheap. Traquan Smith, he is cheap. I don't know that I'd go to Alvin Kamara here just because of the salary constraints based on the lineup we've already built. But Marquez Callaway or Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith just made his season debut last week after he was on the injured list early in the year. It was a little bit of a rocky start, but do either Callaway or Smith stand out to you as GPP options for stacking purposes with the box? No, I, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't force those two. I wish we had a little bit of money uh, to get really wild and, and, you know, maybe Kamar, Alvin Kamara with eight and 11 targets the last two weeks is a good sign, but that'd probably be more of a DraftKings move for me. Um, so yeah, neither one of those like, like make me feel super confident, but I, I, no, I don't have a, a, a strong lean one way or the other. Okay. So we don't have to force anybody. And this could be our, uh, our buck stack of the week with no run back option. And, uh, any other, any other stacking thoughts you have just in general for this, for this slate gone backer? No, but I will say like on, on FanDuel, if I'm, if I'm leaning on Brady in a tournament lineup, I'll almost always double stack with him because he's not going to give us any rushing yards. So he's almost going to have to throw four touchdowns, right? So getting to the heavens and Godwin makes a lot of sense. Or even if Gronk did play, you know, getting two or three of those guys, I'm fine with. Uh, uh, and maybe the, the, the water's a little bit more shallow without Antonio Brown again. Okay. And if you guys want to check out that top stack, so it is free to use. But going forward also, you could sign up for all the great Osmo Plus tools we have and content from nearly every DFS sport out there with an Osmo Plus weekly pass for $29.95. That'll get you access to premium content projections for every DFS sport out there that we have covered over on the site. Also, if you are new to Osmo Plus, you could use the promo code NFL Strategy Show. That is all one word, all capital letters, and that'll get you 25% off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. Also, if you're just looking to play NFL DFS, you get an Osmo Plus NFL package for as low as $3.95 weekly. Stop guessing, start winning, join Osmo Plus today. All right, guys, that is going to do it for our first lineup building show for the top stacks tool. And, you know, I think this was an interesting way to look at building lineups. So you guys any have any kind of suggestions on how you want to see us do the show in the future? Any kind of segment ideas? We're open to suggestions. It's the first time we did it, we we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants and Maybe you guys have some better ideas than we have. It wouldn't be the first time. It certainly wouldn't be the last time. Uh, but that aside, you could follow both of us on Twitter. If you have any questions, hit me up at GRMBRDFS. You could hit Gundacker up at Gundacker. Good luck this weekend, guys.